Sam Bentz and Patrick Bonesley have helped more than a few enterprises adopt Kafka and have seen plenty of challenges and plenty of successes along the way. In this episode, I got to talk to them both about their experiences doing just that. You know, this kind of experience really is solid gold, so I invite you to listen in carefully on today's episode of Streaming Audio, a podcast about Kafka, Confluent, and the cloud. Hello and welcome to another episode of Streaming Audio. I am, as always, your host, Tim Berglund, and I'm joined today by two people, Patrick Bonesley and Sam Bentz of Spoud. Spoud is a Swiss startup in the domain of real-time analytics. Sounds like something that could have some Kafka involved. I don't know. Uh, Patrick and Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Nice to be here. Hi, Tim. Hi. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, uh, Sam, you go first. What is your role there at Spout? And if you want to talk a little bit more about the company, I'd, I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, working here at CTO. Um, as you already mentioned, we're in the domain of, of uh, real-time analytics. Which could mean anything. Which could be anything. <laughs> no, we have different customers. Um, some of them are in logistics, so it's um, analyzing how the trucks are going and so on. We have autonomous buses, which we are tracking if they have more incidents on, for example, on cobblestone streets, things like that. But we are also helping in um, their data architecture, um, mainly Kafka-based sometimes, different pub subsystems, but most of them is really Kafka use cases. Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much the, the big use case. Ah, and we have also a product which helps in Kafka, but to explain that, I think Patrick has a better <laughs> words than I have. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to jump in here. You built it up really nicely. <clears throat> I'm Patrick, I'm co-founder and CEO. I'm actually an engineer myself, so we're an engineering company, of course. Uh, so we have been using Kafka for like, eternity like i mean like our whole existence since 2016 which is of course not the beginning of kafka as we know but but a fairly long time here in switzerland and uh, we have been uh, collecting a lot of experiences around kafka and how our customers are using it and what led us here is actually that that during these like these uh, project works analytics projects etc we we uh, saw a lot of the challenges that our customers have and, and came to the idea that to build um, our own product, which helps companies to um, navigate, find, explore data as products on top of Kafka. All right. Um, tell me, I, I wonder about the, you know, how you got to that product. Um, you see, I think based on what you guys do, it sounds like you see some interesting use cases. Uh, I mean, just uh, do trucks have more incidents on Cobblestone streets, that's kind of a cool analytics question. Um, it's, it's definitely a European one um, that, that just doesn't come up very much in the United States. You know, you can find cobblestone like uh, every, every once in a while. There's not a lot of it here. But um, what are some of the cool use cases that, that you know, you've seen in your history that got you to where you are? I mean, in one case, we we monitoring a microservice infrastructure and it's from a big insurance company here in Switzerland. I don't know how many microservices they have, thousands. 
and we have the whole real-time telemetry, distributed tracing, everything, and working on that data, doing anomaly detection on top of that, that's pretty interesting. So then you really see the, the value of all this data. So that's full observability. This is maybe one of the, the, the bigger use cases we have, also one of the bigger Kafka instances which we're using. So that, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I think from an emotional like standpoint, the one project that we did like uh, that I lo loved most uh, was was a project for the European Space Agency. They're building telescopes to to find um, planets outside of of our solar system, and a lot of these measurement uh, like like uh, um, um, uh, devices they are being produced by universities, and one of these universities is like here in Switzerland. And they're famous for doing these cam cameras, and and we help them to um, actually um, set up the data analytics for the testing environment that they have. Because what they do if they build such a sensor, uh, they put it under real, uh, realistic like environmental um, um, conditions, and this is like a vacuum, and this is a radiation, and this is really really low temperature. So they built like these vacuum tubes with the radiation and then temperature control. And this is awesome, like to have like just real data. Like, I mean, any project that that, that we have like data from real world objects, I think are kind of uh, kind of emotional and and and, and fascinating. Especially if they're spaceships. Um, yes, did you, did yes. You get to visit the site. I, I was I was, however, surprised that like uh, although I think that a lot of of us engineers love like space stuff. Like only half of our company has actually seen Star Wars. I was really, really disappointed. Really? Okay. Well, that certainly helps uh, you make decisions about who's going to be retained, right? Absolutely. <laughs> who's in and, and who's out. Uh, it's difficult. You know, difficult decisions have to be made there. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. And I think probably during this COVID ep episode, uh, this, this ratio probably has, I hope, like uh, changed. Maybe, but, maybe uh, remedied itself a little bit. Yeah. A little more time at home. Um, yeah, no, I think if my coworkers can't understand my Mandalorian memes, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to relate. <laughs> uh, how are you even supposed to talk? Um, this, this is after all the way. Um, no, that, that kind of thing is seriously cool though, especially when you, when you get to, you know, make a site visit and see physical objects. Cause so much of what we do, even with Kafka, you know, you talked about monitoring microservices, absolutely key bread and butter use case very important, huge amount of value. Um, and it's all information, right? It's all, it's all ephemeral. It's it, none, none of it is material. And then when you go look at a physical object, that's not just a physical object, but a super cool one, that's a telescope, uh, that's going to fly in space. I mean, that's, that's, that's rewarding. So sounds like a lot of, you cover a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, we. I, it's not that we have these. It, it's not that you can like find these projects if you if you want them to find. It's 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 mostly that these kind of projects they come to you if if you're not expecting them. And uh, in in our case, it was a little bit like that. So uh, a lot of these uh, like more fancy projects that we had, they they have been coming to us on some really strange conditions. And and always we we kind of enjoy them and of course we are also like kind of helping them to to do that in a way that that let's say we are a startup we are kind of like a little bit more flexible in how we work together and the conditions and stuff so these things um, yeah we we tend to do them for for such awesome projects 
But what's always the case, and that's actually the, like the, maybe the second part of your question, what's always the case in any of these projects that we do, uh, if you are trying to find answers to solutions out of data, um, at the beginning, there is this huge hassle to get to the data and to actually understand the data and, 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 and do something with it. Afterwards is kind of the fun part. And, and I think this is, this is, the, this is like the, the, the general pattern that we have been observing in all these analytics projects. And for anybody working in enterprise, it's not so surprising, but, but it's, it's, really, it's really surprising if you do it your first time. It, it takes months to, to get some, some data. And, and, and afterwards, the next one to take it and to use this data, they have a month again. And this is kind of the pattern that we observed. And this is actually why, why, um, why we have come to Kafka like for, a lot from also from the integration uh, perspective of how you can actually like um, connect data and make, make it available in your enterprise. I think this is one of the most awesome, uh, but not maybe not so sexy as spaceships and stuff like that, but most most valuable, like one of the most valuable assets that Kafka does in, in, in our world today for, let's say, normal enterprises. Yeah, yeah. Um... Take us through some of those enterprise use cases, because again, the spaceships like you need that to to be inspired and and just feel like a little kid and all the the wonderful things that are part of that experience. But what are the different enterprise use cases that you see? Because these, these are the things that touch most of our lives in terms of our daily work. Yeah, usually when we when we are coming to companies, often at least in the, in the this year, last year, it's growing. We see there is already somewhere a Kafka instance running. Sometimes it's still in a lab phase. Sometimes there are just two teams which adopted that for, for their needs or something. But there is still kind of a step to put them somehow in production or let's say escaping the lab. And when we're coming in at that point, that's already kind of good. They, they understand that there is something valuable in that technology. But often they start asking to, so now we have uh, production data on top of, uh, of uh, Kafka. We should start Secure, this, um, this new tool. And that's already what we are observing many times, the, almost the killer thing for, for adopting company-wide uh, such a data integration platform as we normally see Kafka. Because you completely lose transparency and everything. Um, it's always the same when we are talking to the engineers directly. We are asking them, you, you should start writing data to Kafka. It's valuable data. Somebody else can use it. But there is nobody which is using it because on the other side, they are saying we are not adopting Kafka because nobody's publishing. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds trivial, but uh, these are these are usually the problems you have. They 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 have their microservices, everything. They have their super perfect service interfaces. But when it comes to the data architecture, they're just lost. They don't want to have analytics workload or just data API things on top of their microservice infrastructure, which is clear. But they also don't have the tools to, to send data to Kafka. So that's why we we have to talk in the names. Of it. It, it should be like Twitter for data. No? It should be really simple to just send the data there. You need kind of tooling around. Obviously, there is Kafka Connect. It helps a lot to just getting the data on board on that. But anyway, once the Kafka is secured, you need, again, some kind of, I would call it, I know, control transparency. 
you have to give visibility inside of what's happening on you have to give uh, visibility on what's happening uh, inside of your cluster and once you could manage this step then we really see that multiple teams are starting producing consuming and really they're they help each other so that's the great point the moment to see that uh, it's also a cultural change within the company what's the What's the the first thing that breaks the uh, the chicken and egg paradox? There, you know, I, I don't want to produce it because nobody's reading it. Well, I can't reading it because nobody's I can't read it because nobody's writing it. You know, you mentioned controlled transparency. I love that phrase, by the way, because there needs to be data. It needs to be available. Governance and regulation are still things. You know, so solve all those problems and and you know connect as a as a strategy for getting data in. But what have you seen as, is a way to you know, who, who, who breaks first? Do people start writing? You know, I guess it has to, people have to start writing first, but how do you get them to? Yeah, normally we start just by really talking to the engineers and, and telling them, listen, something, what you never want to have in your application is basically state. So look, there is a great tool which you can put everything you have inside and you don't have to care about keeping the state if you have to recover because somebody killed your container or it crashed anyway, you can start reconsuming the data and do it like that. So it's more like an education that they are start publishing the data. But sometimes, I mean, if it's just uh, kind of just uh, uh, anyway, a uh, software which they are writing so they can have the, the Java client. So that's that's easy to work on, but for all the other teams, which has databases and things like that, it's really, you need kind of a, of a team which is pushing forward some help, let's say repackaging for your company, uh, Kafka Connect in a way that they can simple use it or, yeah, you have to give them support. Gotcha. Support. And uh, it sounds like you were selling some of the benefits of event logging there. Hey, it's good. It's good to have a history of what you've done, of what the state of your application has been. Uh, that's, that's explaining event streaming to people. Yeah. It's a, you're getting basically the best of both sides. No, you have the real time data, but you have also usually not the infinite log, but a useful long log that you can have, uh, development data or reconsuming something or retrain a model or whatever. So in my opinion, it's really kind of the, yeah, the best thing yeah. of the two worlds. You mentioned my, microservices before and um, monitoring of, of a large microservices system of potentially thousands of services. Could you talk about what you guys see? Cause I know, I know what I see when I get to talk to actual customers, which is occasionally, you know, um, and then there's sort of the, the recommended, um, what do you want to call it? The, the, well, yeah, the, 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 what we see as the proper architecture microservices being event driven, communicating through topics. Uh, is that what you see? Is that what you recommend? And is there again, another monitoring and observability layer on top of that, where, uh, you know, you're, you're tracking the activity of these services through Kafka. Yeah, in that particular case, it's not that they're the communication of the microservices itself is not through Kafka topics. It's more um, they have still the, the traditional direct calls. Uh, you can see it like a service mesh. 
current like that. But what we have is just all the distributed tracing information, which we then send basically to Kafka and further on to different backends for, for visualization and everything. Um, so it's not like they're using, I'm, I have to say, I never saw this type of architecture that you really use Kafka as the main communication bus for really the, I, I would I would always call it as the, the service interfaces. I see it yeah. for the data interface for everything else, but not for the direct business critical calls. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Um, that is a thing I have, I have seen in the wild and, um, you know, I, I ask, I ask because it's, it's new and like on a theoretical basis, I'm convinced it's the right way to go. And I, I know there are people who are enjoying success with it, but you know how this kind of thing goes. You have to, you have to test it in the field for five or 10 years to really know whether it was a good idea. And it definitely seems like the right idea to me. Uh, it gets away from some of the you know, you, you get costs from synchronous interfaces, service discovery is harder and cascading failures are harder. And there are these other sort of, uh, little pieces of infrastructure that kind of grow up to mitigate the problems of the synchronous interface that don't exist in the asynchronous interface. Uh, so always interested in experience reports on that. Uh, personally, I would like to see more of that, uh, infrastructures, as long as we're not going back to these old enterprise service buses, which you can handle distribute transactions and everything, which are nightmare and super complicated and, and just wrong, then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from our experience that we have, like what, what we're seeing is we, we like, essentially we are seeing like four different fields of how, how, um, our customers are engaging with Kafka often in a combined or in a in a kind of an order um so there is there is this like general event processing cases which is obvious like so you you have events and you act and, and process them um like like a little bit close to that the microservices which is more like like um as we just talked about like focused on the communication part itself and then there is a lot of event sourcing <clears throat> and data lacking going on in the last time so there is this this idea spreading around, um, which, which we kind of like, like to, to use Kafka as the central store of, of events where you can like just source your data at any time. Like I, I, I always kind of have this image in a bar, um, not only because I haven't been in a bar for a long time, but also uh, because <laughs> I like the uh, general idea, like and you have like this beer, um, I don't know how it's called in, in, in English, but where you, where you put like the, the tap. Yeah, the tap, exactly. And then, yeah, it just, just throw in the data that you like, like in the favors and you mix it. And this is kind of the idea that, that a lot of, of the enterprises here in our, our, our environment are getting and I like it. And this brings us uh, very closely then to the fourth kind of region, which is like the integration architecture, like integration, data integration in general. It's close to that or related to that. And, and like the most, like I think like most customers that we have or our, our companies that we observe, um, start somewhere with event processing and like with, with some, some, some traditional use cases somewhere around marketing, something like that, or, or um, obviously um, a microservice monitoring like, like logs. And then, and then they, they very quickly like, like go to this integration or event sourcing 
point, I think it's a very natural thing to occur once you have like the data in it in Kafka that you just like start to like, yeah, yeah, tap into it and, and, and use it. And, and it, it really, really quickly and naturally grows into this integration thing. And uh, I think like there is no company that I, I know, like an enterprise on, on an enterprise tier that ha is not or has started to think, uh, has, has not started to think about or has not actually started to work on it to, to, to start a, a Kafka integration layer. And this is this is actually where where we 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 um we find most enterprises and also I believe this is one of the most awesome um, use cases from my point of perspective because it's like kind of this it's not only like the the the, the action and reaction of on the world but it's actually like kind of this the central nervous system that like this image that I think that Jay Krabs is, is often using. Um, where like everything comes together and like this is like like these beams that are pulsing the data through the whole company. I, I love this. It's science fiction. It's, it's spaceships. This is why I love it. Yeah, but yes. on, the, on the other hand, we also see, I mean, this is extremely technical view. You know? It solves so many technical problems. But we are also observing that um, what we like in this sharing of data, that somebody else can do something better with this data, on the cultural side, on the, between teams, this is not all, always welcome. So it's um, we see often that people adopting Kafka, they don't have to solve the technical problem. Maybe in the beginning, there are some technical skills. We talked about that. You can help them with specialized teams. But this, this shift in mindset that you're publishing something, valuable data from your team, and that this is open and somebody can do something better with that. I, I saw companies mm. which really tried within companies that some teams they really tried almost to hide their data because they're so scared uh, that somebody could be faster in providing a great algorithm to finding some anomalies no oh wow yeah I mean, a cultural I, problem that's cultural problem but that's that's the reality within bigger companies no that can happen so um, yeah it's nice to have it in an integration architecture technical we solved many many things but uh, yeah they are arise a couple of more problems. Yeah, I think like the one thing that I love most about the characteristics of Kafka, once they hit hit the, the enterprise, um, Kafka has this kind of anarchy-like like nature on some level. It, it, it's one central point and you put something in it and anybody can listen to it. I mean, it's of course like topic of protection and, and, and permissions and stuff. But in principle, it, it, it really it breaks down all the silos that, that enterprises have been working on for so, many, so, so long time. And I think this principle is very, very, very powerful. And, and uh, some of these companies are very afraid of that. And it's really funny to see how they react to that. So there's, there's, there's um, companies um, trying to isolate like Kafka. So every application has their own Kafka instances. And then these, they have, for themselves, for test and dev and prod, different Kafka clusters again. So you you multiply like the amount of Kafka clusters inside of an enterprise, like to dozens and dozens of Kafka clusters, which which totally beats on some level the the, the sense of, of 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 what we are thinking about as an integration layer. But um, it's it's the way how how um, a new science fiction technology is applied to all thinking, and this is kind of fun to observe. 
and 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 it really happens. I mean, it's like and now that there's Confluent Cloud, it's really easy to actually spin up your own clusters, like like with a with a simple click of the button. So it's it's really it's really tempting for 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 a lot of these companies, and and of course we're trying to to bring them to to more like general and and and, and more like wholesome kind of view of of how to 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 handle data and share it. But it's 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 really like this this. It's really these trivial problems that that we, which are not trivial, of course, but this is not technical. It's 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 organizational human problems that 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 Kafka creates as well. And I think it's good. It's good discussions. It's really good discussions. It's it's a catalyst for a lot more than technology, Kafka. And you you said something there. I want to underscore because earlier we had said you know. Uh, inter- microservices talking through Kafka sounds great as long as it doesn't become a uh, a warmed over enterprise service bus and you know you're right then you said just now there is a certain anarchy to kafka of course there's data governance we make sure that that uh risk is managed and laws are obeyed in terms of who can see what um, but given that if there's a default to data being available um that anarchy is in in the positive sense is really a liberty for new services to be able to to do new value creating kinds of computations on existing data without having to ask any more than, am I allowed to see this? Um, you don't have to go into some brittle piece of infrastructure where you write XML config to change routing and, and you know, you, you implement some Java interface and deploy a jar to some brittle piece of infrastructure that a angry team doesn't want to let you touch. You know, that that's what happened with ESBs is that it was all centralized and organizationally controlled by small teams and it had to be because that was that was the nature of the of the thing um there, were, there really wasn't another way to do that uh with kafka there's no way to do that there isn't a central place for that to happen there are logs where data lives and you can access and compute things on that data but that's your application you get to decide that so it it's really a developer first kind of thing and anarchy not in the sense of of, of throwing bombs and, and gangs roaming the streets, but in the sense of, you know, an emergent marketplace figuring out new ways to serve its customers in, in value creating ways. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for, for putting this into the right, uh, like perspective, of course, like we as a Europeans, you know, like anarchy is not like the worst thing to happen, but it's obviously there is some side effects that are really bad. There, so, there's, uh, you know, there've been some experiments with it where uh, maybe it, it was not the best. Exactly, uh, but I mean, like this liberty, as you say it really well, like this liberty and and freedom of 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 choosing your data source and like like being able to to think for yourself, like it's it's more like a democratization of data. Like let's let's if we want to to stay in political terms, um, and this is this is this is so powerful and so scary for a lot of enterprises. Like so many federated cantons working together toward a common goal, one might say. Ah, uh, you you know you have done your work. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you love Swiss people, right there. <laughs> yeah, bring something with chocolate, and then we we really have you really got. <laughs> I thought the chocolate was a stereotype, but okay, I'll do it. Uh, so, um, there's uh, we talked a little bit. I think we're sort of like dancing around this. How about um, the the process developers go through to adopt? You know, like people start with like 
something in a controlled lab, and then it goes from there. So we've been talking organizationally, but zoom into how people learn stuff. If, if that's a thing you've seen, um, help, help, help me get an understanding of how you think, uh, the person on the street or the person on the keyboard goes through this process. Yeah, so so what we are observing, it, it depends on on how you use Kafka, of course. Like, is it more like in 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 a, in a small environment with a use case on, on data processing? But the general thing that we observe, especially when once once Kafka escapes the lab, as you say, um, is that the 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 users um, of Kafka run through certain levels of of obstacles that they are always a little bit similar. And and for us, they they um, they remind us of of this this uh, Maslow's pyramid that, that 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 everybody is 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 referring to it. If we are talking about human needs, uh, so there is a hierarchy, obviously, like this physical protection or like like this the the idea that you have to be able to run Kafka in production uh, if you run it yourself or you get it from Confluent if if you are or, or, or other sources as well if you want to be run but this 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 uh, security that you need uh, in order to to rely on the data and 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 for for mission critical applications obviously the first one afterwards comes protection uh, of the data itself so who can see it if there's if it's if it's some 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 kind of very uh, dangerous or 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 um, personal data Obviously, not everybody can and should see it. So this is like the second like need that 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 normally once you you got a, a working um, Kafka um, cluster, um, that that enterprises tend to to solve. And once you have that, um, you are actually ready to to distribute Kafka inside of your enterprise. So so once it's secured, once it runs smoothly. You're at the stage where you forget that this was actually hard, and and you you go out and you, you tell everybody, hey hey, there is this awesome Kafka, and I'm sure you have heard of it, but but um, we have it too now, and and please use it, and and this is this is um, often like um, greeted with with a lot of 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 of, of sympathy and a lot of of of, of um, uh, uh, they like it a lot, but at this point. Um, it's mostly the the early adopters and innovators kind of people that 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 join the party. So these are people that that love Kafka and have heard of it and and are finally able to use it. And there's a certain amount of teams that that normally join. We have already talked about um, that the, the problem of getting data in and getting data out and who starts. I mean, at the end, mostly it starts with those those people and those teams that have some kind of liking and some bias towards new technology. And also, they don't mind if it's a little bit a little bit clumsy at the beginning because it's still in the early early stages of Kafka inside of an enterprise. So they they start out and then it's, it's it, they 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 start to develop like their use cases and it starts to like really grow. So if I can add, once once we reach that point, basically, then we see more. Um, I mean, you rely on data which you have stored in a Kafka topic, which are usually produced by a different team. So all the developers, they it's not anymore the technical problems they have. It's just the standard things um, which they, so what are kind of the operational things? So is this really the production stream? Is uh, how our schemas are changed on that? Um, 
this I don't know what is the quality of this stream. It's it's more like all these. It's not really the SLAs. It's more the OLAs, which are interesting for these people. But this is more than in in the operational sense. No, so once you really start working with that, um, yeah, that's that's I would say the the first level of problems. Um, I also saw sometimes companies really start losing control, which because they they really could do some circular dependencies on on Kafka streams. So. Sometimes some teams publish data, <laughs> others use that, uh, republish it, uh, they were reconsumed. So you can do messy things <clears throat> which are not just obvious out of the of the topic name or or whatever, or at least you don't you only have them, you know. There is not that much. So this is this is all this this transparency, which means it's not only that you see what kind of data it's inside, you want to have what's a basic knowledge about what's the throughput to handle, what's, what's, uh, are there multiple different schemas inside? Is there really one schema? Do they really have the schema registry? Is this up to date? All these operational things, it's also boils down to trust. No, um, is it really kind of a reliable source, this other team or not? So th these are these operational things. Uh, and I think that at this point, this is really, there's two things happening. And I think th these are the two things that I find most fascinating. One is, as Sam said, once there are multiple people like uh, joining in on this on this shared resource, like Kafka, this is kind of a shared resource, um, it, it, fun stuff happens. So somebody's changing the schema and then other, some other people are getting angry, things like that. And on the other hand, at that point, often what we observe is that the growth of Kafka inside of a company starts to slow down, and if not pause, because at one point a lot of these of these early adopters they 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 have onboarded or have um, done something or or would like to do something at least, and and uh, and the, the speed of Kafka inside of a company starts to slow down, and uh, what we believe what 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 we see here is in many cases is. Um, a difference in how, like the early adopter people, like like let's say people with bias for technology and and complexity and detail, and and the next segment, which is more like the early adopter, uh, the, the early majority, which which needs a certain level of convenience, which needs a certain level of, are, are perceiving Kafka from from a different point of perspective, more from the value point of perspective, and don't want to like dive in all the details. That are sometimes messy and complex. So, um, in order, to, so the, the next thing that, that that often happens is that that uh, these enterprises start to build some convenience layers around it, um, which are really convenience, like like making it easier to publish data, making it more safe to publish data, because otherwise you have to to use different tools to debug it, uh, uh, making it make it more sound. And this is a, a huge a huge thing to do because. Uh, at that point, obviously, you have some first projects that have already been using it, and you start to 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 uh, re re um, uh, rebuild a lot of that infrastructure uh, of how they publish that data through your own um, connector adapters or whatever, and and a lot of stuff is starting to happen around convenience, and 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 um, what we often see is like this this idea that a lot of these companies are are, are working towards this idea of 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 date, Twitter for data. This is, this is how, how we like to call it. Um, this uh, everybody knows Twitter. Anybody can publish something 
anybody can can subscribe to something it's really trivial anybody can do it and the same way this is the same way how we think about about kafka at that stage um, kafka has a lot of complexity in it it's it's a beast but on some level you publish something and you you, you get something and that's that's it and this is this is what what where, where all these companies are starting to converge towards they're building something that basically mimics this 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 pattern of of, of Twitter for data. And this is, I think this is one of the most awesome things that you can build around Kafka, like these, these infrastructures around it. Which is trivial on a Kafka without ACLs and everything, but once you have <clears throat> all the secured layer on top of it, having really a self-service Kafka, which topics are correctly provisioned, created everything, and you can also subscribe on a, on a topic I would say on a business level that it's configured automatically in the back end, all the ACLs. It's not anymore that trivial mm -hmm. to have these use cases, but that, that should be the goal. No? So you have really the, the secured level is, um, is enabled and everything. Mm -hmm. So again, this controlled transparency, and then you have the self-service. Yeah. You have done that a lot. And then the, the crazy thing is you might think that if you do it once, you can just apply it to anybody else. But enterprises are so complex in, in their, their technology stack, in their history, and how they, they built their systems and how they, these systems depend on each other. But every time you go to an enterprise, the probability is really high that, that you, you find something new that doesn't fit the puzzle that you had previously. So <laughs> decoupling the idea of the self-service infrastructure of Kafka from the actual enterprise infrastructure is, is, is really, really key. And, and, and also the kind of, of, of magic that's always new and... And you never know what to expect. So this is, uh, well, there is one thing that, that you can expect, a lot of talking. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, it's, it's really, it's really, it's, it's always new. Um, when you said Twitter for data, I, my, you know, my gut reaction was, was negative. I thought that sounds terrible, but I, uh, then you explained and uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's a service. It's trivial to access. It's ubiquitous. Uh, anybody can put things into it. Anybody can get things out of it, you know, asterisk subject to data governance. It's like Twitter just without the screaming and the yelling and the imprecations and the, uh, the, you know, the things <laughs> that afflict <laughs> that platform from a social perspective, um, but from a ubiquity and, uh, and, you know, the, the trivial API, uh, angle, I get it. I think that sounds great. There's actually a lot of, 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 I mean, a lot is a little bit too much, but there's, some some really interesting talks on 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 Kafka on old Kafka summits from companies like uh, Microsoft and uh, what was it again? Oh, I think even Yahoo and and uh, Ancestry something like that. That where, where they explained how they built their own platforms around around Kafka that actually fulfills aspects of what we have been discussing now, like making it a little bit more easier to build. Like a, or to come up with a with a meaningful um, topic name, like that's something very basic, but you don't believe how many companies are starting to talk a lot about how should we name our topics because at one point it's just really really hard to distinguish them, and and uh, so there's a there's there's some some really good ideas out there already um, of how you can tackle these things and and what I really find fascinating is is exactly this point that you said like. Well, Twitter without this yelling and, and like all this social like um, awkwardness. Um, on, on the other hand, there is actually a lot of communication going on around around that because 
which is not yelling, obviously, because we're engineers, we are very uh, cultivated. But oh yes, yes. <laughs> Of course. Not everybody has such a nice podcast voice as you do, but I mean, like we, we do speak normally. Yes, um, yeah. and uh, the, the, this is this is this is this is really interesting. Like as as Sam previously said, like a schema is changing. So what do you do? There is like certain cost, uh, consumers, and you start talking to them, and 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 you go forth and back to to, to like kind kind of find a, a way of how you can mitigate these changes. And and so so once you have like this this kind of Twitter thing, there is actually an overlay of communication going on between these people, like like responsible for these topics and and, and, and producers and, and and consumers, of course, which is really interesting. And and we are have just started to tap into these challenges, and uh, I believe there is a lot to be done on on that ground. Connecting the people, yeah, and not just the technical exactly. data. Exactly. So Connect. we want to get rid of brokers and topic names and things, but you want to address people data stream. Yeah. No, just <laughs> no. That would that should be the goal. No. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. if if you go on with these ideas, like uh, there is this. I mean, what what I like about the idea also on an integration layer of Kafka is like this this decoupling. The idea that you you put something in between, you lose a little bit of coupling. And and you get a little bit more flexible, um, and if you if you if you like like progress on that idea and where, where you end up is where where, where um, at, at the moment there's a lot of late binding stuff that you can do if you do software development and, and there's pros and cons, but um, if you go to data, I mean, what does speak against like um, addressing data not as as a really like a topic but generally like as a as a description of the data that you need, any customer data from 2019, um, which has names and addresses in it, and that's it. And then the system itself somehow gives you the right topic that that actually gives you the data, and that's like that's like a whole other level of, of abstraction, of course. But I mean, if you're talking about about decoupling, that's kind of the 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 the, 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 the trend that we that we are heading towards like decoupling on on many levels and therefore you need some some kind of of transparency to understand uh, what data is there how should you describe it what people are behind that it's 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 kind of similar i remind i always read i think software development has gone through a lot of the challenges that data like let's say like data as a general thing is going through today. So there is this DevOps things and, and people are starting to talk about data ops. There is there is there is GitHub, um, which is obviously a collection of software packages that you can 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 choose from. And and I love this idea where you, you just you just browse for a for a software package and, and you get a list of software like open source software packages and then at that point you just try to find out which one is the best for you. And, and and software has solved this problem. Software has solved it with GitHub. So you see like who are the committers, how active is it, what, what's in it, what language are we talking about? So uh, how much trust do I have towards this, this software? You get it from looking at GitHub. And this is this is uh, this is exactly what I think is missing in data. So you have the exact same problems, exact same problems, and, and this is this is what, what we try to, to, to help companies to solve to solve these com these problems of finding the right data for what you're, you're looking at. And of course, it's slightly more complex because data is really abstract and, and you don't have, I mean, in terms of software engineering, you have certain patterns that it follows depending on the language, which you don't have or are not that, that obvious in data. 
But otherwise, you can have some, some ideas that there is a schema, there is certain, certain aspects that you can describe. So they want to have GitHub for data, but as simple as Twitter. Exactly. And this oh. is where we are. This is where we are. This is what we built, actually, Tim. <laughs> that is a compelling vision. <laughs> My guests today have been Patrick Bonesley and Sam Bentz. Patrick and Sam, thanks for being a part of Streaming Audio. Thank you. It was really awesome. Thank you. It was nice to talk. Hey, you know what you get for listening to the end? Some free Confluent Cloud. Use the promo code 60PDCAST, that's 60PDCAST, to get an additional $60 of free Confluent Cloud usage. Be sure to activate it by December 31st, 2021, and use it within 90 days after activation. And any unused promo value on the expiration date will be forfeit, and there are a limited number of codes available, so don't miss out. Anyway, as always, I hope this podcast was helpful to you. If you want to discuss it or ask a question, you can always reach out to me at TLBerglund on Twitter. That's T-L-B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D. Or you can leave a comment on a YouTube video or reach out in our community Slack. There's a Slack sign-up link in the show notes if you'd like to join. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and to this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. And if you subscribe through Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review there. That helps other people discover us, which we think is a good thing. So thanks for your support, and we'll see you next time.